best friend. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Um, what's, what's he? We ain't been on here so long. It has not been that long. I don't know. Yes, you do. I don't know, friend. Came out BFFGO. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Farmers Market Child. I forgot how to do this, baby. I didn't wait in six different halves trying to get to this one. Get into it. Oh, did they kick you off? Listen, there? the world is complicated. Ooh. I don't know you can't hear me. No, I can hear you now. Um, what you been up to, friend? Been all over the world and I, I, I. It's the traveling for me. I'm just been everywhere. July has been the busiest month that has ever existed in uh, 2023, the year of our Lord. And then on top of that, it's been hot. Aggressively so. Aggressively. The deserts are drying out. Arizona got people melting. Uh, The girls are going to be it. Like, it's hot out here, y'all. So if you can stay in the house, stay in the house. Me, on the other hand, I don't take my own advice. Because where have I been in July? Not in my house. Outside. Do you know what I did yesterday? What you did? Just yesterday. I worked. I went to my mom's house. I washed clothes. That's I mom. went to the trainer. Then I went to Philly. I went to Steve's. I stayed there till this morning. And then I came home. Not you spending the night at Steve's, not you. Let me reverse. Before I went, before, why, like, on my lunch break, I went and got my allergy shot. I had to get blood drawn. Then I went to Target to return some stuff. <laughs> then I picked up my mom. Then we went to her house. Why am I so busy? I don't like it. It's making me mad. I don't like it. It's really, it's really. Why is it something... making me bad? And it's not even my schedule. I'm just <laughs> angry at the amount of busyness and productiveness that you're doing, and I'm not. Um, I am yawning because I'm doing the best I can with what I got. That's um, it. I'm tired, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> I'm having a hard time right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'm having a hard time right now. I'm so tired and I'm so busy and it's not going to stop. It's just not. And I wanted to stop. Okay, I'm having a mental breakdown. Oh. <sighs> Bottom mm-hmm. booty. Okay, I'm back now, but I just been really busy. <laughs> um, I'm currently brewing some projects and <laughs> they're taking up a lot of my time and my energy, so I have not Really had the time to link up with my friend here at all um, because he's also outside in these streets. And I did do a little vacation with my family. Shout out to my family. You did two of them. I did. It's kind of weird. Yikes. Mm. Two family vacations. Love that for me. I love that for you. Or whatever. But yeah, the projects are projecting. Um, we'll be giving you guys more information on a later date on certain projects, but. Um, they're sucking the life out of me. I just want you to know, so I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. Um, yeah. So, what's tea today? Where is the tea? <clears throat> Weaponization. That's not the word. It's the weaponization for me. <laughs> ah. Yo, 
weaponizing. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but the way that we ta- that we talk about it now has been more so like weaponizing terminology because of TikTok. I feel like one of the things that was brought to us was, um, what am I trying to say? Weaponizing therapy. So like the flip side of it, when someone, this is just an example. This is not meant to be like disrespectful or judgmental. Okay. But if like a narcissist goes to therapy to get things to use against their partner. Is... That's how I interpreted, interpreted, did nope, interpreted. You, ah, forget it. You said it right. Okay, that's how I took it. I want to. Well, here's what I kind of took from it. So we were tasked with a friend of the show. She reached out and she wanted us to kind of discuss how people are actually going into therapeutic processes to use it as a weapon on partners or family. Um, And I guess from what I'm reading too, it could give the narcissist, but I think also just in general, because people are not, they're lay, which would mean they're not um, astute in therapeutic processes. Hence why they're in them. But I think sometimes what I see that too from what she's saying is that people misunderstand what it is that we're saying or have limited insight into what we're saying so they think they can use it in other terms. Oh, like taking what we say yeah. and applying it to a situation that doesn't have anything to do with what we say. Amen. Amen. You got you hit it right on the head. Got it. I'm yeah. Back. I'm back, that's, y'all. That's what I was feeling, but then I think the narcissist thing, I think we should just start there. Um, a lot of the girls are struggling. That was on a TV show. What, the narcissist? No. Um, oh, man. Shout out to anybody that knows what I'm about to be talking about. But there was an episode of something. It might have actually, I think it was Insecure, where Molly was talking to the therapist. It might not be Insecure, but I'm now I'm just assigning things. So Molly went to the therapist. The therapist told her something. No, it wasn't insecure. It might have been. doesn't matter. This person went to their therapist. Their therapist told them something. They then went back to... Oh, it's coming back to me slowly. They then went back to their partner. And they said... Basically, I'm trying to figure out why I love you. Oh, yeah. And and it, it wasn't meant to be like... It wasn't meant to be like, I don't know why I love you. It was more, it was supposed to be like introspective of like, what makes you love a person? How do you know that you love this person? Um, what are the, something sometimes like the things that we talk about, like what are the markers that let you know that like you're in love with this person, you love this person or something like that. And, but they didn't finish the conversation with the therapist or didn't understand what the therapist was trying to say. So when they said it to their partner, their partner was like, what What do you mean? What are you even saying for real? What, what is even going on? And I don't remember because it left me again. I like halfway get it and halfway don't. So hopefully Somebody by the end of this it. episode, it. It will get, it'll come back to me. 
But um, they ended up, I, they, I don't think they stayed separate, but they didn't, they broke up for a little bit because, uh, you know what? I think it was I Love You, Man. Oh. So, have you ever seen that movie with Paul Rudd? I feel like I have, but I don't really. And I'm Jason not going to lie and say that I I feel like I have, but I'm not going to lie and say that I did because I feel like I did, but I don't want to lie and say that I did. <laughs> That's okay. So, basically, he's never had, like, male friends. He's only ever had girlfriends. So, when he he was trying to, like, he asked the girl to marry him, and um, she was like, well, who's going to be your best man? Because you don't have many friends. <laughs> and he said, damn. So then he ended up going out to find a new friend. So basically, the the best friend who's Jason Siegel was like, you know, you're, you hop from girlfriend to girlfriend. Like, why she's so special? What makes you love her? But like, not in a judgmental way, just a genuine question. And then he brought her back to her and then she ended up leaving. And then they got back together at the end. So spoiler oh, alert after spoiler. the fact. But, um, but that's what it, but that's what it makes me think of when you said that was yeah. something like that where it's like you're taking what we're saying out of context. Which I see a lot of people do online. Of course. Of course. Especially with Most them of... my therapist say memes. Okay. I mean, we're not going to start with the originators like the Bible people, but um... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to digress on that one. Yikes. Um, but yeah, so that's now I see where you're coming from, so I get it. Yeah, so I feel like it's just two different ways to kind of look at it, but um, I did say, let's start with the narcissist. Okay, girls, because the girls are struggling. People who suffer with narcissistic personality disorder, um, it's not just going to impact their interpersonal relationships. It's also going to impact their work, their ability to care for themselves, in addition to, um, what's the word? What else do I want to say, best friend? Um, it's escaping me. It mm, nope. Also, don't have it. Okay. It doesn't just affect their interpersonal relationship. It affects everything. Yes, it affects everything. And I want us to all, after we listen to this podcast, to understand. Not everybody has narcissistic personality disorder, and I'm glad that we're learning these terms, but we're not using them appropriately. And just because somebody's having a great deal of interpersonal relationship problems does not mean that they're a narcissist. We all carry narcissistic traits. Yeah. So it really kind of takes one to know one. Yikes. Yikes. Unpopular opinion. Listen, when you said the girls are struggling, my first thing was, my first thought was, some of y'all are narcissists. Low-key. And that's okay. And that's okay. okay. You know, because I just want the internet, they're not diagnosed because, again, like I said, the people who were saying or were putting all this information or energy onto, they may not be experiencing problems at work. It's just with you, babe. It's just with you. Or it might just be with their mom. Um, there are plenty of other personality disorders, babes. There's three clusters. Right. Okay? There's three. I don't know why I can't scare you in the background. Um, <laughs> there's three clusters. And some of the girls be on cluster B for real. They don't even be on cluster A or C. Or they mm-hmm. might be on A or C. 
most of y'all would probably end up somewhere on that spectrum. Okay, a lot of the girls are giving history on it. With it, you know, I'll let y'all look it up. Um, the me for <laughs> don't look it up. <laughs> Go to therapist. Okay, Nene should be in. Here's Cameron's cameo. Cameron's Say hello, cameo. Cameron. Hello. hello. Okay. So, he's had his cameo. Now, like, you came, I'm recording, you can't be in her screaming, y'all. See this? I got the break character. Like Pinky. <laughs> like who? Like uh, Pinky from TikTok. <laughs> Yo. Okay, baby, I can't have you in here doing that. You got to go out of here with that. You need to cut the tablet off because I can hear the tablet. They can hear the tablet. Okay, anyway. Like I was saying, histrionic is really what the girls are given. And it's okay, right? These are here for us to help you and support you. Also, personality disorders, as much as y'all want to call people narcissists, which I do believe there are a lot of narcissists. Mm-hmm. They can't take medication and often talk therapy is really hard to help them manage those behaviors. It's the only thing. That, it's the only form that has been known to help them manage those behaviors, but it's not 100% perfect. And they also have to be will- they have to Willing. buy in, yeah, to understand, which is much much of anything, like you have to have the buy in to know that you are whatever you're seeking, so like if you're going into something because you feel like you might be depressed, but you don't know like you don't admit it right or own up to it, then you're you're going for no reason. Because no matter what course of action anybody could try to help you with, if you don't believe it, then like you don't have anything to work from. There's no motivation to change it. So it's the same thing with a narcissist or with anybody with a personality disorder. Like you have to have an absolute full buy-in acknowledgement of the fact that you have whatever personality disorder you have. In order to there get is help. no cure for it. There's no pill for it. There's no, I mean, in pills, serums, shots, whatever, are also not cures. They are alleviation to symptoms. And for some people, they really help. For other people, they don't. Personality disorder people don't have that luxury of either one. They don't. And I just, you know, I'm here for the girls because, you know, we back, back when it was pretty much, I think, one of our highest rated episodes, our highest listened to episodes was schizophrenia. Um, yeah. Because so many people struggle with that mental illness, and there's a lack of support, and there's a lot of stigma surrounding it in the professional community as well as in you know the regular community. And those folks really struggle and are ostracized, even though they have access to talk therapy or different types of therapy as well as, medi- as medication. I just don't want the narcissist to be ostracized and just abused and misused, um, because it's a serious condition. It, it requires, you know, some flexibility. It is. Um, and I think, I I don't know. I just think we, a lot of us would be a lot better off if we stopped concerning ourselves with what other people are doing. Talk that talk. Unless, unless, unless they come to us and and they desire to change or they want the help. And the more we just focus on what we're doing and and what we can control, like, the better we'll be. 
Because if you don't like something, change it. That's a personal thing. If if you're in a relationship with a narcissist and you think the problem is he won't listen to you telling him that he's a narcissist, the problem is that you're you are allowing it to happen for you. If you don't want to be around that person, if you don't want um anything like that, and I'm not victim blaming. Right. Because I understand that like also some people are trapped in relationships for whatever reason. But if you are a sound mind body and you are able to make whatever decisions for yourself to do so, you have to be willing to change the things that are that are within your control. It can't just be, oh well, if he just did this, then we would be great. Maybe. But the track record of him doing something and you complaining is they're not equal. They're not. So if, unless you want to do something other than continue to complain, then you have to also accept that this person has these traits or are doing these things and you're willing to just say yes. And that's okay. And I've been dealing with, you know, some domestic violence clients and I did a lot of that work in my earlier career. And just like you said, not victim blaming, but I get a lot of those folks who are in these relationships and it's really hard to break out of them. There's limited resources, access to things. The community is really poor um, and poverty and such. There's a lot of different reasons, like you said, why people get stuck in these cycles. But I do agree with their and when you're ready, and I always tell my clients this, when you're ready, you will make the change, change uh-huh. necessary when yep. you're ready. And I don't push my clients who are in abusive relationships or who are dealing with narcissistic people or even in their own mental illness. Um, when you're ready to make these changes, once I, when I have, you know give you these resources or these tools and you're ready to use them appropriately, I'm going to be here for you. And I'll be here for you until you're ready. Yeah. And when you're ready, we will figure out what that looks like because there are a lot of people. I mean, um, the number, the majority of the kids that we have yeah. are are stuck in their own environments. They mm-hmm. can't do anything. Uh, they can't leave. They don't have anywhere to go. They're just dealing with these parents that don't know how to be parents. Right. So we then have to work with these kids and sometimes adults, but I'm focusing on the kids. Um, but we have to deal with these kids who are stuck in these environments and, and literally can't leave. Yeah. And so we work with them to figure out how we best adapt to the scenarios. You know, and obviously, like, if it's abusive, like, that, obviously there's, there's those are... those are not (laughs) those are not adaptive techniques that we are teaching to kids that are being abused no we're not doing that the babies are getting removed okay but if you have like you know mom and daughter dynamics where they're just constantly butting heads you know we work with um we work with the the kids to find out like what are you how do we adapt until you're able to leave? Because you you keep saying, I want to leave, and you literally can't leave. Yeah. Like, it's it's just the life that you're living, like, you can't leave it. So then we, 
Alexa heard that was Alexa's cameo for the day. Okay, hey Alexa girl. Okay. Um, but so we work with them to figure out how they adapt to to the situation, to the scenario, and be able to work, hopefully work with them until they're able to get out. To go back to the original part of this episode, a lot of the families that we work with will use our words as weapons for yeah. their families and for their kids. Um, and they think like, oh, the therapist told me this. So it's it's immediately what I have to say and how I have to act. So now you have to bear the brunt of this. And it's like, okay, well, wait. Did yeah, we look at then, context? Like... <laughs> and also, too, like using therapy as a weapon, rather it's with children, like you said, well, I'm going to send you to therapy. You need to go to therapy to get your behavior. Yes. That's not helping that baby that. form a good therapeutic relationship or the no. partner. I will. You no. got to go to therapy to fix this. No, that's not even helping them either because they're not there for that. They're again there to kind of circumvent and get to what we're obviously talking about. The topic is misusing therapeutic terms to use against you. Right. Because the idea anybody that like is in a relationship and they look at their partner and they say, You need to go to therapy, you're using it as a weapon. And when you think of weapons as baseline, as a punishment for something. You're telling somebody they need to go to therapy or else, which is a weapon, which is punishing them if they don't go, especially if you are forcing people to go who don't know why they're going. So then they go, they show up in our office and they're just like, they're like, well, you know, what seems to be the problem? I don't know. My partner told me I had to come or else dot, dot, dot. And so now it's like, okay. Us as therapists are looking like, well, then we need to talk about your relationship. Yeah, let's get this. What's the real game? What's the real <laughs> when in actual, I mean, not in actuality, like actuality, that is a big part of it because you should never have somebody in your life pressuring you that way to say go to therapy or else. But also, like, you may actually have things that you're struggling with and you may not know, you may be struggling with depression. But now we can't even get to that. Because you aren't here to explore it because you had no idea that's what's happening. And you're so you defensive. Just know that. And then we got to exactly. work four, five, ten weeks to get the defenses down to actually deal with the problem that is actually causing a problem in the interpersonal relationship. Right. Work. Right. Or we spend, the, we spend the first four to six weeks talking about fixing your relationship when in actuality, if, you, if we would have figured out on your own volition that you've been dealing with depression, you know, since your dog ran away three years ago, and that's why there's so much press on your relationship and that's why you've, you know, withdrawn. Then if we would have started with that, we could have started working with the depressive symptoms, which then could have alleviated some of the pressure on this relationship. So like there are angles to tackle all the things that can happen, but it doesn't, you you don't have to be forced to do something. You don't have to like, it doesn't have to be a weapon to use. Therapy is supposed to be a tool to help. You don't exactly. say you better go to, well, I guess some people say you better go to the doctor or else. You better go to the dentist or else. Because they don't, don't know, know no other way. They don't know no other way. Right. Because why is that? Because all y'all parents punished y'all to do everything. Everything yeah. had an or else on it. Yeah, everything had an or else okay. Just like they parents. Like, this is the cycle. This is the cycle. And until 
some of y'all who are on this on this personality spectrum until y'all understand how y'all parents fucked y'all up. Yeah. You will not understand how to undo what's been done. Yeah. I just I just want so much better for y'all. And I'm glad that she brought this up because she was like, Yeah, y'all got to talk about this. And I feel like we do because I also find that this is the next talking point. Like what therapy actually is, because I think that's the barrier to where these things are misused and abused is because people don't know what they're actually entering into and therapy and getting help and self-help has been such such a boom in the last 20, 30 years. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's like, you gotta get a therapist, you gotta go to therapy. And nobody actually knows what happens to therapy. Correct. They're like, why would I just go and sit on somebody's couch and talk to them about my problems? Be like, that's that is one side of it. And some of our offices don't even have couches. Get into it. Some of us don't. <laughs> I had chairs. Okay, I had a chair that the girls were sitting in. Real cute I and comfy. I had a couch. Okay. But that's because I chose my office and took my office. But that's beside the point. That's not what this is about. Anyway. Yeah, that's not what this is about. True tea. I wanted to talk about what therapy actually is so that we can leave this episode not misusing these terms or this process. Like you said, dumping therapy on someone who is not ready or not interested um, in it causing further issue. Um, therapy is, is it's a beautiful dance between the clinician and the client where we help you uncover things. We help you gain a sense of confidence in some cases, structure, emotional regulation. You know, those are the types of things that take place in the therapeutic relationship. And I don't think enough people, all people here, like you said, is the couch and talking. They don't really understand what the talking is leading to or what mm-hmm. what is actually happening in the talking. So how would you describe therapy to somebody who, like, doesn't know what it is I think about it as a non-biased non-judgmental safe space to open up about whatever because there are people that like our clients our clients are so different sometimes day to day but other times week to week where they come in one week and everything is great. They went on a date. They had the best time of their lives. The wine was the best they'd ever tasted. The pasta was unbelievable. Any number of all these things. Wow. And then they come in the next day or the next week and the relationship is meh. Everything is blah. Whatever. And then they come in the next week and we're talking about 90s Nicktoons for an hour. Because okay. they watched, they re- they found Kablam and it brought them the most joy they had in July. Like, Those are the type of questions I'll be into. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that, like, it's not necessarily you coming in and always venting. Because even sometimes, like, we'll have people, a lot of the times... Well, they'll come in like our clients who have been our clients for a while. They'll come in and just be like, or newer clients will be like, mm, I don't really have anything to talk about this week. And then all it takes is like, well, what'd you do this week? And they're like, I don't know, just worked and um, the kids had a soccer game. 
And, <clears throat> you know, we had him as date night because he got injured in soccer and arm broke and everything like that. And then it's just simple, like, well, you mentioned, like, how does it feel to have missed date night? Like, this was your one time a week to get away from the kids and to spend that time with your partner, connect, and you didn't mm. get to have that that week. This week. That must suck. And then it spirals into a whole different thing. So you didn't think you had anything to talk about, and then in actuality, like, you did. And I, I think the other misconception that we hear a lot is, like, you... um we come up with problems or we find problems. And I, the thing that I try to tell people is like, things exist, problems exist, things happen. I am not making up things. I'm going off of what you're telling me in the way that I do therapy. Uh, There are different types of therapy. We we talked about it, but anyway. but I'm going off of our conversation and what we're talking about and like, you know, right. whatever is now, now we're talking about it and now we're just, we're talking it out. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a problem, but it could be a talking point that makes you think about other problems or that conversation about date night. Like, okay, well, you didn't get to have date night this week this week coming up you know he has a well this is pretend but like you know he has a soccer game coming up this week because everything at the hospital was fine he's not hurt so what happens if you know this happens again this week what do you what can you build in this week where is an hour in the calendar where you can do something that's specifically for you two where is 30 minutes in your schedule to connect? Can you stay up an hour later that night to connect? Like anything, there are ways to like talk this out and and be able to think about moving forward. So then that way, because at this point, if you built in an extra hour and you get a date night, now you get a date night plus an hour to spend specifically with your partner away from the kids. So it's only a win-win. And so, like, those are the things that's, like, it's not necessarily a problem. Like, it happened. Life sucks. Your kid is okay. But, like, now you don't have your date night, but now you have another one coming up. So, like, let's make this week better than last. And let's talk about that, how to make this week better than last week. And then it becomes this whole thing. So, it's about the safe space of having this conversation, the non-biased, the third party, the objective look at at your life and your worldview to be able to provide that perspective and to you know help be the co-pilot of this plane as corny as that sounds i love it um i think that was a real a real well-rounded view of what therapy is and gave really good examples as to how it can be applied because, like we're saying, the main problem from this episode is people don't know how to apply it, girl. They don't. And then they want to get mad at everybody else when they don't know how to do it. When you could have just asked your therapist. It's a lot of, then let's get to that. My therapist said tweets. Listen. <laughs> so, the, if I've the... never seen something misused and abused by the internet as a therapist, okay. 
as a spiritualist child. I don't be saying half that shit. I'm gonna be honest mm. with you. <laughs> I don't mm. be saying it. <laughs> but then, like the stuff we read it, and we'll just be like, "Oh, I can, I can see why they said this based on how you're using it, and I know you're not using it right." Like <laughs> you half Just... listened to what I said and it, it was quotable or made sense to you or you were like that's viral. Let exactly. me just write down that this person said that and that's not even what we be saying because half the time the stuff that we said y'all applies to y'all don't apply to everybody. Right. Can I get an amen from amen. the congregation? Amen. And and I also and we can I don't know where you want to leave it but I'm gonna leave it here because I just I. Feel like I talked your whole ear off, um, but it's because people don't want to do the work that we get. Things like my therapist said, because if somebody, and this is just a general statement, but if somebody genuinely wanted to understand what was said and how to say it and the reason why it came up in the first place they would talk with a therapist, they would listen to what a therapist means, they would do the research, they would Google something until they understand. I've been a curious person like forever. And so it was always a mission of mine to make sure I understood what I was talking about or understood, you know, just what I was talking about. We'll, We'll stick with that. And so when I put things out there, I like to believe it's because I put a lot of thought into figuring out what it is that I want to say. Right, you did the research. Right, and now I'm willing to put it out there. So just be just be mindful of the things that you use as a threat. A threat is a weapon. A weapon is to punish. If you are saying something to punish another person, shout out to all my passive-aggressive people. Amen. Um, it is a weapon and you should stop because that makes you an emotional terrorist. It does. Yikes, which are a lot of the folks who do the things that we're talking about, which is a great place to leave it. Okay. Emotional terrorist. Don't be an emotional terrorist, right? Please. please Real cute twit tips to leave y'all on. If you are confused about the term that a therapist use, I would say do your Googles, but I would say ask your therapist. Ask your therapist. Because they really would know. They've done tons of uh, hours of trainings in addition to have gotten these cute little licenses and, and degrees. Okay. So they probably would know or could sit through Google a little bit easier for you to make it make sense to you. Um, also, too, don't force people into therapy. Nope. Okay. Don't do it. Just suggest it at best. You know, if your part your partner's having a hard time, or you see them struggling, or you're having an issue with the relationship, suggest, hey babe, I think we should go here. If they're not willing, let it go. Move on from the person. And then you go go. You go. And you, you go by yourself. Cause I've been I've been getting the girls, I get the girls out of relationships. I, I know that's one of my niches, baby. I'm gonna get you out there. I'm gonna get you out of the trenches. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna get you out of the trenches and I'm gonna get you somewhere you need to be. I'm going to get you where you already know you were trying to be, yeah. but you came to me for validation. And I'm going to let you know, it's cool. So we're going to get you out. Yeah, we're going to get you out of the trenches. You know, really suggesting to people don't make it an ultimatum because they don't work. I mean, ultimately, if the person really fucks with you, they're going to want to do it anyway. They'll suggest mm-hmm. it. 
You know what I mean? I say, well, baby, you know what? I'm having a hard time. I'm going to go to therapy. He's like, you're right, babe. I love you. That's why I love you. That's why we go together. That's why I'm never right. going to off you. Okay? Right. Or, you know what? I, I'm glad you brought it up. I was afraid to bring it up, but also, like, I didn't necessarily want to do it by myself. So, I just, you know, I would really appreciate if you came with me. I'm here. Um, you know what I mean? You know, I've been trying to get the grass. I'm trying to help y'all. Last tip. Don't get on Twitter and tell Twitter which therapist said, because it was for you, baby. It was it was only applied to you. Even if it sounded like it applied to everybody, it only applied to you. And it tell it the whole thing. Don't give it two sentences. If I said a paragraph and you take two sentences and say, my therapist said this, don't do that to me. Type the whole thing out if you got to share it. Um, listen, like I said, with these with these parents and the way that our parents affected us. Okay. Our parents, some of us, made us lunches to go to school with. Yeah. And you went to school, and you ate your lunch. Sometimes you traded another with another person, but there was hardly any points where you took out your lunch and you split that between 300 people and you gave a piece of that lunch to 300 people that's crazy that's not what happened so when somebody gives you something that is specifically meant for you yeah even if you trade it with a trusted confidant because you trust them with that and they trust you with this you don't then disseminate that to 300 people that is for you Okay. So eat it. Eat it, babes. Eat okay. It. Eat it up. Um, I want to thank Miss Jamaica. Yes. Shout out to the family. Miss Jan for you know giving us this topic. I love her. I'm loving these two episode months. I'm not gonna hold you. We 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 was a little spicy. Mm, same. In July, same. but it's all right. I'm excited. <laughs> Y'all know Carol Tuesday is next time, so that should be a kiki because I ain't even going live no more. On IG that's a whole other story. Um, so the girls could get their little fix or whatever. Off me and Stefan. We might be working on a guest. We might not. Who knows? We'll see. Um, I just want to keep y'all on your toes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm really excited to be back. I miss my best friend. We're due for some best friend time. We are. I don't like that he's so busy. It makes me sad. I know, but August shouldn't be as busy. And then I say that, but I'll be at the beach this weekend. So I don't even want to talk to you. Okay. Uh. I don't. I love you. <laughs> and I will speak with you offline. Um, we will you. be back uh, yes. very soon with Harold Tuesday. We love you guys. I'm Stefan. This is for Off the Podcast, but enjoy your movie. Thank you. And I shall. We'll talk to y'all guys later. Yep. Bye for now. Bye.